This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Nestle Bottled Water. If you buy Nestle Bottled Water, you'll not only be helping to keep this podcast free, you'll be helping to keep water out of the hands of bloody poor people who don't deserve it. You can get a dollar off every bottle of Nestle Bottled Water just by listening to this podcast and using the code word A Million Dead Chinese Babies. Thank you, Nestle. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. And thank you for giving us so many lovely, tasty treats at such a minimal cost to human life. Labour leader David Cunliffe joins me on the line. Mr Cunliffe, National has now lost the fraction of their voters that take them at face value. Do you think it's enough to swing things your way for the election? Oh, look, I think this is a hugely uh, important issue, but it's one that I don't take any pleasure over. Um, let's say a couple of things. Firstly, our national campaign is now in major disarray. Secondly, that a full commission of inquiry oh, is so needs to start immediately. I can't even concentrate on what he's saying. This is now a, a no, systems no, issue focus. and a culture issue within the current national government. It goes to the actions focus. not only of her and her staff, but of other ministers' offices as well. For example, we know that oh, the Prime Minister has also been involved in regular pieces of Amy Adams. Why does politics have to be so complicated and dry? Well, We've got ample evidence to make it clear that Judith Collins should be gone. Uh, the first, she should have been sacked over the European She had an undeclared and unmanaged conflict of interest. Oravita was a major donor to the National Party. Her husband and people were all about the same time. She did not disclose the nature of her meetings in China. And we still don't know, Mr. Key's not saying the name of the Chinese Nor has he released the Cabinet Office papers which he exonerated. Then there was the set of issues around your attack on a public service using a lot of death threats to him and his family because this is a much bigger issue than one. This is about the culture of dirty politics, which sadly has infected this government, and New Zealand needs to change. New Zealand has had a for that. We don't want that. And we want something better and different. That's why we now know we have to change the government. All right, have you finished? Right, cheers for that. Yeah, so I was at home reading the Bible, Genesis 29. It's my favorite bit, really gets me going. I was thinking about having a little bit of a tug. It's my house. Then there was a knock at the door. I went to answer it and there were these three police officers standing there. A lot of people feel intimidated by police, but fortunately I'm male and white, so I don't. I'm always defending the police to people who slag them off. I think they do a good job keeping nutters off the roads. But this officer looked me in the eye and said, Sir, this is a serious matter. I'm going to have to ask you to get off the space hopper. So I got off my space hopper. The officer says to me, we have a warrant to search this address. We believe there is an operation growing marijuana in this area. So I got back on my space hopper. The cop said, I thought I told you to get off the space hopper. I was like, but you said it was important, officer. I thought my brother had died or something. You're just here to look for wacky backy. I don't care about wacky backy. I don't have any wacky backy. 
I had any wacky backy in the house, don't you think I'd be in a better mood right now? I was just sitting in my house reading Genesis 29, about to have a little tug. And the cops started to look angry, so I started to get frightened, and I got off my space opera again. He said, Sir, I'm here to do my taxpayer-funded job to keep you and the community safe from turning into lazy conspiracy theorists with poor dietary habits. Weed makes you paranoid. I said the only thing that's making me paranoid right now is the three thugs at my door wearing uniforms that statistically suggest they've probably each got a few sexual assaults under their belts. The cop said it's irrelevant what I think anyway, sir, because the law is the law. And we've got this. And he showed me a bit of paper. I said, well, you better come in then. So I let them in. And they came in. And they started going through all my cupboards, pulling out all my cutlery and shit. I said, are you going to put those back after this? They said, no, that's not our job. We're going to make a mess and not clean it up because we're offended you stereotyped us as rapists just because we're cops. I said, well, that's fair enough. You get on with it then. I'm just going to go back to what I was doing. Let me know if you find anything. So I went back to my Bible and undid my fly. And the cop said, sir, if you take your penis out, I'm going to charge you with indecent assault on an officer. And that's the world we're bringing our children into. A world where you can't wank over the Bible in your own house because it offends the cops who are busy trashing the place looking for the world's most boring drug. But I didn't get mad. There's no point taking it out on the cops, they're just doing their jobs. We all have to do pointless immoral things for money, it's called society. But then shit started getting personal. They started pulling my comics off the wall and touching them with their big thug cop fingers. And I was like, whoa, 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 leave the comics out of this, the comics have nothing to do with this. They said, sir, we have to check in between the pages and stuff to make sure you aren't hiding utensils. I said, yeah, but I got them subcategorized by genre and alphabetically. I'm OCD. You can't fuck with my comics, man. They said, we can do whatever we have to in pursuit of the law. I'm like, but why do you have to touch my comics? It's just some dull bludging pod dealer you're after. That's not worth fucking up my comics over. Why don't you go and bust the queen? She's a pedo. She fits the profile to a T. No job, hangs around in the park all day. No contact with normal society, strange family life, weird clothes. She's a pedophile, it's obvious. All her friends have turned out to be pedos. Anybody 90 before the 90s is a pedo. The bitch is more pedo than she is a cokehead, and that's saying something. I get the officer in charge was getting angry. He said to me, look, sir, we've been uncharacteristically patient and professional with you, but you're starting to wind us up now, so if you don't leave us alone to do our job, we're going to arrest you on some bullshit name-calling charge and Rodney King you. I said, right, that's it. I'm calling the police. He said, there's no point calling the police. We are the police, and the police are doing drug raids on this whole street, and you can't call the police on the police. I picked up the phone, and I was like, watch me, bitch. So I called up the police and said, hello. I'd like you to send a police car to... To arrest some dicks, because a load of your boys have just shown up at my house claiming to be looking for drugs, and I fucking told them I already smoked all my drugs before they got here, and I've been nothing but polite to them, and they're making a mess of the place and getting all my comics out of alphabetical order, and I can see one now at the corner of my eye with his fingers up my bootalicious love doll, and he just burst it, and I just offered them a major pedo on a plate, and they weren't even fucking interested, and I'm paying fucking tax dollars out of the arse to pay these pricks to keep the streets safe from pedos and pissheads, and I want some police sent right, right now to arrest them because I am a human citizen, and I I demand justice, motherfucker! The day after Robin Williams died, I typed into the internet uh, dead Robin Williams jokes because I was curious, you know. And the only one that came up, it was an article. Something like, comedian Richard Herring offends with ill-timed Robin Williams joke. And the article, for some reason, felt the need to repeat the joke three times in the same article. 
which makes the article three times as offensive as the original joke. And it was something like, as sad as this week has been, God probably finally got around to handing out divine judgment for Patch Adams. And to me, the only thing that's offensive about that joke is that he chose Patch Adams and not Good Morning Vietnam. Well, I've got a dead Robin Williams joke. And I know from looking at the SoundCloud stats that a lot of my listeners probably don't speak English. But I was hoping someone could uh, write an article about my dead Robin Williams joke and repeat it four times. I wrote it while he was still alive, but I think it works better now that he's dead. Robin Williams was one of the most influential and controversial stand-ups of the 20th century. At least that's what my parents tell me, but I'm never going to find that out because of all the shit films he did. While I've been recording and editing this episode, Joan Rivers has dropped. And where's all the love for dead Joan Rivers? All I've seen is people talking about how she had a plastic face. I like Joan Rivers, I thought she was really funny. And now she's dead, or bits of her are. And I'm offended that everyone went, oh, Robin Williams, boo-hoo. And nobody's got anything to say about dead Joan Rivers. Apart from the usual uh, people saying the Illuminati did it. Because she outed Obama and Michelle. Because I know Joan Rivers said some cruel things, whatever, in her life, but uh, she wasn't as invasive as Robin Williams. If you don't want to know who Joan Rivers is, you never had to, but Robin Williams, you couldn't avoid him. It's a well-known fact that more Vietnam veterans killed themselves after Vietnam than actually died during the war. And I'm willing to say that the film Good Morning Vietnam was responsible for a large proportion of those deaths. Whatever. Hypocrites. You're a bunch of hypocrites. was one of the most influential and controversial stand-ups of the 20th century. At least that's what my parents tell me, but I'm never going to find that out because of all the shit films he did.
purposely go into areas that people are still very sensitive and smarting about. Why? If you laugh at it, you can deal with it. I re that's how I've lived my whole life. If you, if I swear to you, I'm Jewish. If I were in Auschwitz, I would have been doing jokes just to make it okay for us. Robin Williams was one of the most influential and controversial stand-ups of the 20th century. At least that's what my parents tell me, but I'm never going to find that out because of all the shit films he did. Good morning, Vietnam! Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. Time to rock it from the Delta to the DMZ. Is that me or does that sound like an Elvis Presley movie? Viva Da Nang. Oh, Viva Da Nang. Da Nang me, Da Nang me. Why don't they get a rope and hang me? Robin Williams was one of the most influential and controversial stand-ups of the 20th century. At least that's what my parents tell me, but I'm never going to find that out because of all the shit films he did.